Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome to this meeting of Sexaholics Anonymous. My name is John. I'm from Hackensack, New Jersey, and I'm a sexaholic, and I'll be your, and I'll be your facilitator for this meeting. Notice I said facilitator, not answer giver or leader. I'm just a facilitator. I'm also joined by Mark, also from Hackensack, the Hackensack team. Oh, actually, you're Dover. Dover. Dover, New Jersey. The name of this meeting is Steps 6 and 7, Willingness and Humility. Please take a moment to silence all electronic devices. If you need to use your electronic device during this meeting, please take it outside. Please join me in a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. And I mean, when I say a moment, I mean enough for the most noisy of us to get silent. So it'll be about 30 seconds. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Will not mine be done. In the spirit of the 12th tradition to carry this message, this meeting is being recorded. The recorder will not be turned off for any reason. If you wish to share, please speak directly into the microphone so the listener can follow you. If you do not, if you wish not to be recorded, we invite you to participate by listening or attending another session. Please do not touch any of the recording equipment. Okay, so um, at this point, I'm supposed to share my experience, strength, and hope. My name is John. I'm a sexaholic. I'm also an alcoholic and a triaholic. Anything I try, I get addicted to. That's my sponsors, my SAA sponsors line. Uh, After 51 years of lusting and sexually acting out, I walked in the doors of SA almost five years ago, and I'm so very grateful that I did. In SA, the camaraderie and the program of recovery are worth every minute of my effort. I'm happy to provide assistance to help SA grow and help others recover. At every essay meeting, I get to meet and reminisce about our common battle or um, a surrender to our disease and its causes. When I'm at a meeting and I see someone, a newcomer, identify and choose our path to recovery, I find it very important and very rewarding. It keeps the miracle of our program alive in me and in others. Simply put, 
Working with fellow sufferers is always the high spot of my day. Today we're talking about steps six and seven, willingness and, and humility. I want to point out that steps six and seven follow steps one, two, three, four, and five. We are not talking about this. If you haven't done the other steps, don't practice the things that we talk about that we're going to discuss today. Wait until you've gotten through step five before you do step six and seven. It's very important. I know a lot of people that come to meetings and say, oh, I have to make uh, amends, and they go out and make amends, and disasters happen, and they just make things more worse. So if you're new or coming or or new or haven't gone through the steps, please do do them in order. Willingness and humility are virtues. A virtue is defined as a behavior showing high moral standards. A virtue is therefore defined by action, specifically our action and our behaviors. The 12 steps are about change, changing our behaviors. But can we change our own current behavior into virtuous behavior on our own? I'm postulating that question to everybody. It's going to be answered in this room today, but not by my talk. I'm just postulating that's for... Do we change ourselves or do we actually contribute to the change in ourselves, but there's a power greater than ourselves that does it? In some cases, we can actually change ourselves. Pain is normally involved with a demonstrative change of behavior. So my change of life in 2012, when I walked into SA in deep emotional pain, the emotional pain, actually, when I, now that I read it, it was actually a spiritual pain. It was a spiritual malady that was gnawing away at me that I could not get rid of, and I had no idea where it was coming from. This, this change, when I walked in, started other changes. My admitting that I was powerless over lust and that my life had become unmanageable in step one soon made it easy to admit I was willing to change more then my lustful behavior in SA, and now I'm in step six, I'm changing all of my character defects. I'm, I'm entirely ready to change my, my life for a, a, a new me. I was willing to change more than my lustful behavior by the time I got to step six. I was personally ready because I could see the prodigious results from steps one through five. Ergo, See my comments about doing the steps in order. A source of power to help me change behavior entered my life in steps two and three, and a heavy weight of my isolation and dishonesty was lifted from my shoulders in steps four and five. So the virtue of willingness we reference in step six is the action to change and give up other things that were defects, like pride, judgmentalism, self-righteousness, perfectionism, heavy drinking, swearing, demanding attention, self-pity, isolationism. All of those are my, devi- my vices. Those were all my devices. That's, that was my character defect list after step five. And an ego that would not have let another ego in the room. My ego had to be the biggest ego in the room. And you knew that I was here because I, put, I made sure that you knew that I was here. 
after a while of having gone through the first five steps, I realized that none of these were assets. And something had to be done about them. But humility and honesty, honesty eluded me. I did step seven. I humbly asked God to remove my shortcomings. Of course, I reasoned that I had to do something to get rid of these defects. It was hard to be honest and humble at the same time because they're cooperative mechanisms that an ego does not cooperate with. What was the solution? Was the solution in my power or in God's power or my higher power's power? What then did I need to do? I asked my essay sponsor, what do I need to do? Having said the seventh step prayer, he told me to remember that the defects were undesirable attributes that I possessed and remember this thought periodically through the day. So pride, judgmentalism. I'd wake up in the morning and say, ah, pride and judgmentalism. I, I, I don't want them today. At 12 noontime, uh, pride and judgmentalism. I don't want them today. They're not helping me. At three, at six, at nine, at going to bed, pride and judgmentalism. I don't want them today. Over time, I was able to realize when I was being pride and judgmental as I was doing it and stop. And then in further time, I was able to realize it before I came out of my mouth. It was being programmed in that these are undesirable traits that I possess that I'm trying to get rid of. So it was through my higher power and my cooperation. Uh, I had a thought this morning added to my, my prepared notes where that a miracle is when we go to God and say, or to a higher power and say, take this away from me but I don't want to do anything to change. Recovery is when we go and say, take this away from me and I'll do anything I need to do to change. So now I want to take you to the fruit of humility that's the result of the seventh step. It's a prayer that comes from Dr. Bob Smith's desk. It was his plaque. The prayer is basically takes all of our ego and sets it aside. It minimizes it. Step seven heals us with love and peace and puts the, our higher power's will above all else. This is what it says. Dr. Bob's plaque on humility. Perpetual quietness of heart. It is to have no trouble. It is never to be fretted or vexed, irritable or sore. To wonder at nothing that is done to me. To feel nothing is done against me. It is to be at rest when no one praises me. And when I am blamed or despised, it is to have a blessed place a blessed home in myself 
where I can go in and shut the door and kneel to my Father in secret and be at peace as in a deep sea of calmness when all around and about is seeming trouble. Thank you for listening. May the step six and seven bless you much richly. Hello, my, Mar- my name is Mark. I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Mark. Grateful to be here and, and sober today, one t- day at a time since August 6, 2013. Um, John Sher was very prepared. He had notes and so forth. And um, when I was in the uh, the ninth grade, I was promoted to an honors social studies class. And there were a lot of smart kids in the room. But I'm always fearful about too much preparation. I'm a, I play a little guitar, and I like to think of myself as an improvisational type of person. So um, anyway, so we had this, we were doing a subject of Africa. And... Um, I just was not prepared, and I was very. I had to do a, an oral presentation, and everyone came up, and they they had done all this research, and they were they 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 came out with facts and figures and things, and I went up with a sheet of oak tag, and I had drawn Africa, you know, the circumference around it, and I put a smiley face on it, and I got up and I said, "I am Africa," and all the kids in the class were like smirking, and you got to be kidding me! What are you doing, my teacher? She loved it. She just loved it. I mean, I did give some facts and so forth, but it was, I was really off the cuff because I knew a little bit. I know, I know with a thing or two about a thing or two. So, um, having been through, uh, my own step four and five, um, I had learned so much about why I was at the place and time I was at the time that I had done it. It made total sense. And I came up, I came away from it with these, you know, list of this is my inventory. It's just my defects, to, you know, you know, jealousy and deception and grandiosity and consideration, selfishness, gluttony, lust, you know, fear of failure, dishonesty. I'm just, you know, picking out things: <coughs> abusiveness, arrogance, blaming others, cheating, stealing, codependency, judgmentalism, prideful, anxiety, arrogance. I mean, that's all. That's all of it. So. Sharing all of that with my, my sponsor and the details that pointed out all the resentments and fears leads me to we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. And if I was ready, I mean really ready and was completely surrendering to that in step seven. I mean, I've heard Jess all say that he would, if you're, if you, if that ever happened, you'd be able to, you know, You'd be able to fly, walk on water, you know, all these miraculous things because you'd be on a different, a, a, a much different spiritual level than I certainly am, am not on. So I start each day and, and I mean, I know having gone through steps four and five, I know what my defects are and they, and they are many. So it's, it's really about what actions can I take when these defects of character are triggered? And I know that they're, they're they're triggered. So one of the the, the topic is you know willingness, uh, um, and I am not even today sometimes particularly willing. I'm I'm unwilling sometimes to be dishonest. I am not willing to let go and let God. 
I am not sometimes willing to forgive. I'm much better than I had been. Um, I am not willing to accept life on life's terms. I am very sensitive to being rejected. Um, and initially, I was very unwilling to join the fellowship. I mean, I went to meetings, and everybody was laughing and having a good time. But I said, "You got." I mean, I am not a grateful sexaholic. I will never be a grateful sexaholic early on. But then I allowed, and I became willing to become part of the fellowship because I could see over time the changes that were happening in me. And I came to trust more and more people. I realized more and more that I had what I had in common with others. So, um, you know, you know, part of my, my lusts, which are, I mean, I have, you know, lust and fantasy and, 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 and the like, and in lust, but, but I am not necessarily, it's not important. I need to accept being forgiven is not what I'm here for. My wife and, and sons and sisters, they may or they may not forgive me or accept me. I have no control over that. I have to accept the consequences of my life and we lead life each day and, and apply the 12 steps to the best of my ability. At the time when I was kicked out of the house, uh, I had a desire, a strong desire to be let back into the house, but I had no control over that. I had to be willing to allow my wife to... Uh, and accept that, that I was not healthy for her. But by some grace of God, I'm still married. I'm still living at home. Uh, and my, our marriage is healing. Um, and I'm a sexaholic and you know, I, I am, I guess I'm grateful to know that now. Uh, it doesn't coming out of my mouth. It doesn't sound particularly good, but, um, but I am grateful for it because it does explain a lot. And um, my recovery is, is uh, one day at a time. It's um, hopefully uh, progressive uh, in, in its approach. And um, I'm just um, so grateful to be part of a fellowship where uh, I can express all these feelings and, and, uh, and listen to others and uh, and apply those things that uh you know are for me so um i'll just i'll i have to share an experience from this past week i i got a promotion but i was supposed to be given a responsibility that i was not being given and i was very resentful over it and and the person involved i became very very angry with and i wanted to my my nature is to you know this is my right. I have to fight this. This person needs to give me this, this level of responsibility to help me do my job to the best of my ability. And then I went back. I have my little, little card that we have. I have the acceptance prayer and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And when I'm disturbed, it's because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to to me and I can find no serenity until I accept that person place thing or situation or in my case decision as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at that moment nothing absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake until I accept my sexaholism 
I could not stay sober unless I accept life completely on life's terms. I cannot be happy, and I can't allow God, now I'm, I'm sort of going off, to remove those defects of character. And I, and they will not happen magically. I have to take actions that are contrary to all of these defects of character. And I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Here are the guidelines for sharing at this meeting. We, if you'd like to share, please come up ahead of your turn and make a line sitting uh, along the wall. Uh, in participation, we avoid topics that can lead to dissension or distraction. We also avoid explicit sexual descriptions or sexually abusive language. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing. How to apply the 12 steps and 12 traditions to our daily lives. No crosstalk, please. If someone feels another is getting inappropriately explicit or is focusing excessively on the problem rather than the solution, there may be they may so signify by raising their hand. Although this is an anonymous meeting, please remember that anonymity does not mean legal confidentiality, and the state of New Jersey has specific regulations that mandate specific behavior to be reported. Please be mindful of what you share, not to break your own or others' members' anonymity. Okay, so we will, uh, so the floor is set, yeah, I think three. We have we have uh, thirty minutes, so we want to do. We'll do three minute shares, and if we have a long line, we'll just cut it down to two minutes shares. Uh, so the, the floor is open. There's three seats up here. We're looking for somebody who has a thought or a feeling or an idea on step six and seven: willingness and recover, uh, willingness and humility. Thank you for. Speak, speak right into the right. Gotcha. Yeah. Hi there. Uh, um, my name is uh, Lawrence. I'm a recovering sexaholic. Hey, Hi. Great to be here. Thanks very much for your lead and uh, your both your shares and um, Dr. Bob's prayer, which I've got as well. It's just an awesome prayer. Um, I was uh, inspired to share today. I was. Uh, in the process of getting a loan I, from a bank, and um, I got into such a fit of inventory taking and blame shifting, um, uh, and you know, with the guy who was that I was nego- you know negotiating with, and uh, um, and I was dealing with him on the surface very, and I still am, and we're still good friends, but uh, it's just um, asking. Uh, I did an I did an inventory on asking, and I just walked into this meeting today. That and uh, so, how difficult it is for me to ask, and um, to realize how difficult it is for me to ask. I only have to look at how close to death I came, you know, before I could ask for help help with my addiction. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to share I'll share a little of what I wrote. Um, I have to admit that I need help daily. I have to ask for help. And third, I have to accept the help that I receive. I can't ask someone to do something for me today that I can do for myself at the time of asking. Uh, The help I need today can't be compared to the help I needed when I first came into the program. That doesn't mean that I'm beyond needing help. 
It was by accepting the help offered to me that got me to the relatively safe place where I am today. I ask God and my fellows for, for help, a listening ear, their time, feedback. Asking helps me to define what the help I need. Um, I'm conditioned to buy things, receive things, schedule the delivery of things. Asking makes me vulnerable, open, opens me to the, to the scrutiny of others. Asking makes others aware of my needs. Asking empowers others to participate in defining what my needs are. I don't like that. <laughs> I want to tell people. Um, uh, but God knows how hard it is, and he meets me more than halfway. And um, I'll just cut forward here. If I don't like the help I'm offered, you know, is there anyone else up there? <laughs> Um, it may be, it may be because, it may be because my request is unreasonable in the first place. I've been finding this with the bank. It's, it's, um, uh, but I have to, so there I would go back to the beginning and de- determine what, it, what the help it is I need. Okay. As soon as I make ask, asking a habit, I, ha- I have over the years, by the grace of God, especially in the fellowship, been able to schedule, um, check meetings when I need one and get sponsors and all that. I'm okay with that. The only thing that stands in the way of asking is ego. Shared. The great wall. When I ask for a little help, I get a little help. When I ask for a lot of help, I get a lot of help. Asking and receiving is the way that life is supposed to be. Okay, I spell out the help that I received with my life today, especially in the fellowship. I list people and who attend meetings, people who fill service positions. I keep these lists current. I contemplate the list and call to mind how much we have in common. The admission that we need help to help with our lives. I take direction and follow it. I follow the, the direction of my sponsor as he does with, does with his sponsor. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Sure. Hi, my name is Fritz. I'm a uh, grateful recovering sexaholic. Uh, thanks for taking the meeting today, guys. It's good to see you both. Um, back in August of uh, August 28th of 16, I uh, I had not been paying attention to my uh, character defects, and I, uh, I was in a, a terrible relapse, and uh, it all came to a head that day. And uh, it was a humbling of my heart and the... Uh, the, how clear it was that this disease has been on me since I was a little kid, and it's in, and it's in, it's in, uh, it's been a part of everything that I've done in every relationship I've had, and and since that time I have, uh, I've done some analysis, and uh, I got, come back to find that uh, I don't know how well I did six and seven as I went through it. I've been coming around for a little while, and um, and so this time around. I find myself more in the program than on the program in that. What I mean by that is I have to look at 6 and 7 all the time. I have to look at 10. Um, I'm sponsored. I have a different sponsor now. I'm just, um, I was humbled in a way that I was willing to do anything because I did not want to hurt myself or others like I have for most of my life. So um, my experience with humility in, in 6 and 7 is that... Uh, 
as I walk around this conference, I just keep seeing one acquaintance and friend in recovery after another. And it brings such joy and uh, gratitude and, and to me because it tells me I'm in the right place. My, my best thinking got me here. <laughs> and um, I'm not sure if it's on the topic of six and seven, but I do know that I have a better understanding of my character defects. Um, I, I work on seven. And the thing that I think that I've been suggested is that I'm going to take that into my 10-step inventory so that I can be much more aware. I liked what uh, John said about, you know, <laughs> it's like the Dr. Pepper commercial, 10, 2, and 4. I got to I gotta be, I got to remember throughout the day. And I set an alarm on my phone to remind myself to check myself and make sure where I'm at. So, um, again, just a lot, just here really to ex- take my claim my seat, express my gratitude, and uh, thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Bruce. Hi, my name is Neve, and I'm a sexaholic. Uh, for me, six and seven is, um, you know, again, you know, just the humility is. A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, facing. Uh, having a hard time with a customer. And um, I just felt like so resentful against this customer. And I, I already felt the lust is coming in. And uh, fears and lust, you know, just uh, just coming in. I want to take over. And I, I did step work. And uh, I realized how much I was selfish, dishonest, self-seeking. And how much in self-pity I was. Uh, and once I did six and seven... And you know what? I just, in one part, I just didn't have the willingness um, to let go of my character defects. And it says it. It says it in the. It says it in the big book that I have to pray to God to give me the willingness, give me the willingness to let go of my character defects. And and you, you know, it says once you're ready, once you're ready, then you say this prayer, and then you say the seventh, seven step prayer. You know, and. Uh, and uh, once I was, once I asked God to give me the willingness, and I'm looking at the paper of my step work, how I was selfish, how I was dishonest, how I was self-seeking. I kept looking at it and meditating over it. I kept looking at it and I kept meditating over it. And then I said the seven-step prayer, you know, my creator, I'm willing, they should have all of me, good and bad. I pray they now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my sister, you and my fellows. Now, when I think about my fellows, you know, I think about people on program. I think about my family. Because if I have these character defects, it, it stops me from being a father. It stops me from being a sponsor. It stops me from being anything. And then it says on the seventh step prayer also, uh, it says um, uh, to do your bidding. You know, give me, like, I, I have to do your bidding now, God. And when he says, give me the strength to do your bidding, basically means that give me the strength. I'm going out there now. For me not to go out with the character defects, for me not to carry the selfishness, dishonest, because I'm powerless over selfishness. I'm powerless over my character defects. Uh, so basically, that what makes me uh, and you and humble. Also, the other thing is also to make um, to make amends after you know make an eight and nine. You know, after I did the six and seven, and um, and that's what I did with this customer. I, I made amends after the six and seven. Because I couldn't jump from four and then made an amends. I had to do the six and seven to remove the character defects, to realize exactly what's going on with me, to remove it, and now I can make amends. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Thank you.
everybody. My name is uh, Richard. I'm a sexaholic. So, um, you know, I, I know that I heard in the program, they talk about the, the how of the program, honest, open, and willing. And, um, you know, my sponsor explained to me that it really isn't that way because honesty was not my first, um, you know, my th- first thought. Um, willingness has to start, you know, so it's, it's, and, and it's funny, it brought to mind what, what you read in the tail end of the spiritual experience. And I'll adapt this to us. It's most emphatically, we wish to say that any sexaholic capable of honesty, honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience can recover, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. There is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. That principle is contempt prior to investigation. Herbert Spence. And, uh, you know... um, this program has saved my life, and, uh, you know, I'm in another 12-step program which preceded this program, um, and uh, thank God for that, because actually, in my experience, um, my, my wife is also in that program, which has also helped our program, you know, my program here in, in, in SA, and um, the, the, what I get from this, the, the people in this program is not only my willingness, okay, but their willingness, and, and not only my um, attempt at humility, uh, but their uh, humility in in working with me. And, uh, you know, in the past, it wasn't humility that was my problem. It was humiliation. And um, the difference between humiliation and humility is stark. So uh, I, I will tell you that um, what this really means to me is that um, if I am willing, okay, and open-minded, um, and honest about about my program, then I will wind up exposing all the character defects for God to remove those character defects because I'm not going to remove them. It doesn't say I remove my character defects. It says God will remove my character defects. And I have to keep God in my mind in order for that to happen. Thank you. I am Joe, a sexaholic. Uh, yeah, the willingness and uh, and humility, uh, two things I, I struggled with first beginning in the program. Um, our, our addiction, and, and one thing that I found out for myself is that my addiction um, taught me to isolate and told me to push things away and push people away and not ask for help. Because if I ask people for help, that means I have to let people in, and I've got to tell them who I am, and that shows them. And it was really, really, really hard for me at the beginning, um, even to, to to break down and and through my sponsor, ask me to do some things that I wasn't willing to do. And going through this program, it essentially gave me the power to say, it's not up to me. It's up to everybody else. I take these these meetings and, and, and groups and I, I come back with information that I can use to actually stay sober and go day to day. 
It's funny, uh, you know, we, I came down here, uh, yesterday and all the traffic, I'm sure everybody was there and, and I came with my wife who is an SA and, uh, SNON and, uh, and we were driving in traffic and I had a busy day and it was really stressful and, you know, I was going into the, into that anger stage and, and not willing and, and not, and didn't want to do anything but just get here. And in the car, my wife asked me, she says, do you want me to drive? And I, I immediately, pride took over and, no, I'll do this. It's me. I'll do this. And I could physically, by the time we got down here, I could physically see my wife sitting next to me getting sick because I wasn't willing to give up my pride and ask her to help me. And it was, it was funny. We, I even ended up almost, well, um, we're in the Jersey Garden State Parkway and I almost ended up flipping off a nun. My wife and I looked at each other. We started laughing. And, 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 and it was apparent that I was, I was crazed. And, and, and that was that time when I said the willingness that I need to, I need to give it up. And I apologized and uh, I made amends for that. And I had told her that I would never do that again. And that it, it, we all experience that. Me, myself, I did, and it was a, it was a flash that turned, turned me around. And it t- made me understand that my pride and my willingness are only part of this recovery. And if I'm not willing to do that, then I'm not going to find true recovery. And I'm not going to find true peace with myself or with anybody else. Thank you. Okay, I got the same introduction as the last guy. Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a sexaholic. Hey, Joe. <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate this. My first international conference. Uh, really enjoying the heck out of it, learning so much, and uh, appreciate this session in particular. I've been, I was really drawn to coming here. Um, uh, I am. I've been back in the rooms after, you know, I like the, in the last session, the guy talked about flunking out of SA. I flunked out of SA for a period of years and I came back at the beginning of last year. And it's just this year that I really started doing step work, uh, in any real way. And I haven't gotten to step six or seven yet. I'm, I'm doing it the right way, going one through five first. But, uh, you know, probably like a lot of your groups, we've been talking about six and seven because of the time of year, right? And, uh, I'm just really struck with, the importance of the sort of the power of these steps. I'm really looking forward to working on them. And I, I feel like I'm sort of living it real time now because I'm in, I happen to be big time in the doghouse of my fiance, uh, really going through it. And, um, I think it's directly related to six and seven. I think that, uh, I was, um, not behaving in a way that was, entirely willing to have God remove my defects of character. Instead, I, I wanted to kind of, you know, have my cake and eat it too. And and so there was an accidental disclosure because I didn't real-time disclose as I should have and a recent conversation, and uh, that resulted in a lot of uh, negative feedback from her, which was entirely deserved. Um, but because I think my addict wants to view all this stuff in shades of gray, you know, and so I, you know, I think, uh, you know, my transgressions were kind of level three on a scale of one to 10, 
but she's giving me feedback like it was a level eight. So I'm mad about that, you know, those extra five points that I shouldn't be assigned. And so, you know, I'm defiant. And so I'm not, there's no humility there. And, and it, and I think through sort of from reflection and thank God I'm here today and, and doing all this learning in the program, um, I, I've actually already thought about that and already been struck by that and already apologized to her um, just for being wrong and for not um, living up to the commitments I made to her and to myself uh, through this program. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got to share. I really appreciate the session. Thanks for letting me share. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Uh, great, great uh, topic. The, the you know this the focus on willingness and humility. I need to hear. Um, I like to think of myself of being a really willing, uh, humble guy, but I'm very uh, uh, willful and 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 prideful. Um, and the irony is, is that's the first step of becoming more willing and and humble is to admit that <laughs> I'm not that I am. Very willful and prideful, and it was actually pointed out the other day, just yesterday, of some of some real willfulness that uh, that I was demonstrating. Um, you know, it was suggested to me, you know, several months ago that that going to this conference and um, would be good for me, and um, and I had said that myself, you know, but the character defect of procrastination and wanting to kind of keep all my options open and I'm divorced. And so this was going to be the weekend with my kids. And I wanted to see if I could do the conference and come here and, you know, just in, in all of my head, you know, all this, all this machinations just going on and, and the lack of, of willingness just to say, I don't know what to do. Can, can you help me out? Um, I, I'm trying to figure this out and it's not going well. You know, uh, that kind of humility and willingness, um, because otherwise I'm just going to stay stuck and I'm not going to make a decision. And so it wasn't really until this week that I finally approached my ex and said, oh, are you willing to switch week? You know, can you switch weekends with me? And, and it, it was a disaster because it was last second and there was all this back and forth and it was all by text. It was just, you know, and so there was so much heartache and, and gnashing of teeth and, you know, that was completely unnecessary, you know. And, and so it just shows, you know, it's another reminder for me that, you know, as it says in, in the step, in the, in the 12 and 12, this is what separates the men from the boys, you know, going through these steps. Um, because I had to figure out not just what not to do, but what to do instead, you know, what to do as a replacement, you know. And so it's, it's asking for that help to say, what, what can I do instead? Um, you know, it would have been, most likely have been to like make the request months ago rather than you know this week. Um, but simple stuff that I just can't do on my own, even though I want to think I can. So anyway, thanks for letting me share. Hi, group. I'm uh, John N from Baltimore. Uh, good to be here. I just want to go over uh, just a couple things on uh, willingness and. Uh, Humility. And I've really heard a very good definition that stuck with me for about humility. And it's uh, humility is not thinking 
less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. And uh, that, that sort of stuck with me. And um, another thing about willingness is uh, I was away at a treatment center and I hit a sign on the wall. It says, uh, the will to bear discomfort. And uh, to me, I think that's what willingness is. Uh, and also following directions uh, because my great thinking got me here. And when I first you know, came into the program, I had to follow directions because my, my thinking was crazy. And uh, just a final thing is that uh, addicts uh, see things in black and white, but they want to see everything in color. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so that's it. Thanks for having me share. Hopefully, last but not least, I'm, I'm Vic, and I'm a sexaholic. I've been in the fellowship seven years, and uh, been at this meeting seven years ago, started my sobriety. And I got, you know, a year or two, and then I got relapsed, and then I got another few months, and then relapse, and, you know, I guess I'm a, I'm a chronic relapser. And uh, the last few months, um, I've, I've really come to some real gravity in my uh, realizations. Uh, my wife uh, 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 shouted me out on a on a slip, and I admitted I slipped, and uh, and we had a discussion, and I apologized, and you know, um, I said, you know, this has just got to stop, um, and then uh, read the. Uh, Chapter uh, six of the uh, of the uh, uh, twelve and twelve, which was just so enlightening on humility. And in recent weeks, there's been two incidents that really have hit home with me. Uh, one of my colleagues, I'm a, I'm a professional. One of my colleagues got um, his he had to surrender his license uh, for uh, reasons that I won't get into here, not because of an addiction. And then another friend called me and wanted me to vouch for him because he may have to surrender his license. And my wife said to me, you know, Vic, I hope you're still not acting out because I hate to see the police show up at your office. And I said, no. Okay. Um, these, these, these two uh, colleagues, uh, those experiences really deeply affected me because it's hubris. It was pride that put them in a place where they were vulnerable. And hubris is a character defect of mine. And I realize that, and I've got to work on that. Lastly, uh, just for quote's sake, uh, one of my favorites is Thomas Merton, a Cistercian monk who uh, wrote a lot. And he talks about humility. He says, quote, when humility delivers a man from attachment to his own works and his own reputation, he discovers that perfect joy is possible only when we have completely forgotten ourselves. That's all I've got. Thank you, Victor. In closing, anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. 
The principles of SA are founded on our 12 steps and 12 traditions. Remember that we never identify ourselves publicly with SA in press, radio, TV, or films. Neither does anyone speak for SA. This is an anonymous program. Please keep the name, address, phone number of anyone you meet or learn about in SA to yourself. The shares we have heard here are told in confidence. Please do not repeat what you have heard about another member to anyone who will not actually, who was not actually here at this meeting at the time that it was shared. Please, what we say here, when we leave here, let it stay here. Let's close this meeting standing up and holding hands with a serenity prayer. Take us out. Victor, yeah. take us out. Yeah. Third step prayer, please. Okay, third step prayer. God, God I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Believe me of the bondage of self, that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties and victory over them, and they bear witness to those I would help. Of thy power, thy love, thy way of life. Keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You're worth it. Good work, man. Good job. Good meeting. Thanks for your share, Mark. Likewise. That was very good. That was very good. So to be able to do that ad lib is a talent. <laughs> it's really Some a talent. Shit, that's back, why. back to back. Right? Yeah, right. Your previous meeting, you're doing double duty. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You're done? I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got your two done and Alan Wick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty good being able to do that back to back. Yeah. We're in the talent show tonight, too. Oh, great. Sorry. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.